live from four separate vocal minority bunkers, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Voice. <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that hopes you had a good civic holiday and celebrated whichever version of it appeals to you most. Oh, and that of course you were totally enthralled by the All-Star Game. I know you all were. On uh, this week's show, we look back at a disappointing draw in DC, talk VAR, look ahead to this weekend's match against the Timbers, and more. And now to this week's panel. His loyalty to FC Dallas might be starting to waver. It's Mark Hinckley. <sighs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Aww. Aww. Mark, if you were here, I would give you a hug. You know. Or at least a comforting pat on fine. the shoulder. It's fine. You're like one of those broke back cowboys. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, sort of. <laughs> Except I want to quit this. So. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, he's distraught over missing Ziggy's return. Welcome to Tony Walsh. This virtual hummus sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what, you didn't each, like, make your own snacks? You just really don't Shit, eat on podcast days if I'm not around. I, I got beer. I, you know, yeah, me too. I, I cannot have much more responsibility than that, I don't think. Fair. All right. Well... He thinks Drew Moore needs to be meaner. To ball kids, that is. He is Duncan Fletcher. Pat. Low. <laughs> Can you hear me properly? <laughs> ah, I kid. God, Duncan's stuttering. Oh, uh, God. This is what the Yorkshire moon landing sound like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that, uh, that Yorkshire's trying to set itself up with a football team? It's, no. Uh, yeah, there's some kind of con- confederation of like independent football associations for like regions that, like Catalonia, for example, that want to have their own team that can't be like a proper nation. And Yorkshire's decided that it's going to get itself a team. Is it? Yeah. Was it? Oh my God, the Yorkshire versus Catland Derby is going to be amazing. Yeah. What the hell is it called? I know what you're talking about. Yorkshire. Yes. As for me, I'm still trying to find a way to bring Bill Hamid to Toronto. Sad Bill Hamid makes me sad. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. This week's show is they look back at the DC United game on the weekend, and well, that sucked. Uh, kind of up there, I think, with uh, TFC's worst games of the season. Not the worst, absolutely not the worst, but certainly, I think, top five. 
disastrous start to the game as Toronto seemed to forget that they're actually a good team that knows how to play defense and attack and do all sorts of fun things. Uh, they let DC come at them in waves. The predictable first goal was, well, predictable. Uh, of course, we did get the comedy own goal for Bill Hamid and oh, their red card to DC, which did nothing other than let DC sit back and absorb whatever pressure throw at them for the rest of the game. Uh, so fun, except for not really at all. The game also saw the debut of uh, Jan Vertonghen look-alike Nicholas Hassler. Seriously, he looks just like him. It is weird. Um, who didn't have the worst game? He does. He looks like him. I knew a Tongan, but not... He was actually from Tonga. <laughs> Did everyone call him Jan the Tongan? Instead of the Candy Girl. James. We just knew him as James. Ah, that was good. Oh, anyway. Jimmy Tonga. Yeah, pretty much. Delicious. He, he hated that. Regardless, not the greatest game. Agree, disagree? General thoughts? Um, I would agree, yes. Uh, whilst at the same time feeling uh, a certain sense of uh, vindication, there was... Uh, a lot of talk from the optimistic side of the table last week that this would be some kind of walkover. We don't even need to start our good players. You know, this would be an absolute joke. And, uh, you know, eh, it wasn't. DC or natural professional football team. Who do you think it? Who um, Yeah, overall, it, it wasn't good, really, was it? What's the opposite of a flat track bully? Because we're not that anymore. You know? Now we can beat the good teams and we're shit against the shit teams. Which... I guess in the grand scheme of things is more useful, but you know, yeah, that was all around meh. A round pathway friendly person? I curved tracked wimp. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. Flat track softy. Okay, but I'm I'm going for the opposite of a flat. Mm, so that's true. Uh, I don't know, and tr- I don't know what the opposite of track would be. So. This, this metaphor sucks. Anyway. Move on. All right. Well, then let's just roll right into this. Moment of the match. Um, has to be the comedy on goal um, for a variety of reasons. This, you know, comedy on goals are fun, especially the, the despairing run to after the ball. Oh, it's going to cross the line, but no, I can get it. I can get it. I can still get it. Oh, I didn't. And then just like Bill Hamid, sad face. It's just, wow. Bless him. The world's just not fair. I think, uh, for me, it's not so much a singular moment, but kind of the last five to ten minutes of seeing TFC try to scramble for something resembling uh, offense. And uh, it was just, it, it kind of encapsulated everything in them through the whole previous 80 minutes in that last 10. It was just, you know, very unusual to see this year. It was harkened back to the golden age of the late 2000s. Uh, it, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was crappy, but... Uh, it was retro TFC night. Yeah, I guess so. Well, hey, it was the last visit to RFK Stadium. Got to treat the raccoons to, uh, you know, one last, <laughs> one last huzzah. <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to go with those first seven minutes. It was kind of like when you go on vacation to a tropical place and the resort gets battered in the middle of the afternoon without warning for about, oh, I don't know, say seven minutes. Then the skies clear up and you can go back out to the pool with your frozen margarita. Then you ask, what the hell was that all about? Only to find out later you conceded a goal to the last place team. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Solid metaphor, Mark. That you didn't actually score a goal. I know. They scored it for you. A more know, solid, but... a more solid metaphor. If that uh, vacation spot was in Tonga. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which, which their margaritas are different there, but I bigger. see where you're going. They're bigger. Yes, much bigger. Uh, mine is actually not the comedy own goal because, although tempting, mine mine is a ball kid interaction. The one with Seba, where the kid just like throws it as far past Seba as he can. <laughs> he makes like he's actually going to throw it back and then just pitches it onto the field like, yeah, fuck you. Go get the ball yourself, little man. Yeah. Because I'm about a foot taller than you anyway. It was hilarious. Ball kids should pick on someone their own size. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that this was some kind of ball kid union thing. And it's like, oh, yeah. I heard you yelling at, uh, you know, yelling at my friend over there, Drew Moore. Fuck you guys. I'm not going to help you out at all today. Ideally. Which which is right. funny because you know damn good and well Drew Moore would be the one that goes up to the bulk and, hey, fuck you guys. It's got to be somebody else in the team that goes up to do that. <laughs> On behalf of my teammate, fuck you guys. Um, I realize it's difficult to pick a man in the match and no, you can't have Okara. Too bad. Mark? No. No. Too bad. TFC player. Vasquez, fine. <laughs> Even though Oparo was better. Vasquez. Of course Oparo was better. Who's your man in the match? I will go with Jared Jeffrey. He, he scored a goal for Toronto, so... Hey. <laughs> Come on! Or was it was a really, wasn't it? And Jeffrey kicked it off Birnbaum, so Birnbaum's goal. So, Birnbaum, yeah. No! Oh, if he Take gets burned on, then I'm taking a burn. <laughs> <laughs> There's no TFC players worth picking. Pretty much. It was hard. Fine, then I picked Bill Hamid. Perfect. Can I have Captain Ben Olsen? He can't even fall. <laughs> <laughs> Masterstroke. The general. The general Ben Olsen. You teach a man to fish right. and he's Ben Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've heard. So I've heard. Musky season, isn't it? Yep. All right. Uh, Vanny Tactics, then. Contrary to what I and some others thought, other than Duncan, um, Vanny went full strength in the match against the Woeful DC nil, or no longer nil. Uh, I shudder to think, actually, what the result would have been had he gone with what we were suggesting. Although maybe they would have tried harder. Who knows? They They probably would have conceded that goal. Probably not. They probably wouldn't have scored one, but they wouldn't have conceded one. Good point, good point. Um, you know, I thought the subs made sense. Uh, although I thought it was, again, it was hilarious. All the Canadians! And you get to play, and you get to play, and you get to play. Um, but uh, otherwise, it was just such a weird non effort from them. I don't know. I can't explain it. Duncan, can you explain it? 
Maybe someone else should first. I'm currently concentrating on trying not to sneeze. Okay. So, I'll try. There's a struggle. All you right. try, Tony. Well, I, I actually genuinely have to like think that the even though they only played halves or less than, the All-Star game sapped the energy of the three best players. Listen, it took away their it took away their sharpness. Or two days it took, rest, away, I guess. it took away their sharpness. Okay, they, just, okay, two days rest. They had to travel back and forth on pretty short notice. The whole hoopla around All Star Game, all the stuff you have to do before and after it. It's I'm not using it as an excuse. They played poorly. It's whatever. But it, there's something to be said about this sham of a game in the middle of a week in the middle of the season, and what it does when your three best players have to participate in it. It, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. It's a valid point. Yeah, I think it's a shit point. Nobody should be using it as an excuse. No, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I agree. No, no. 30 fucking minutes. I agree, but no, but it's not just that. It's like, so, you know, a few, a few days before, all the all the crap you have to go through around an all-star game. It's not a regular fixture. You have to do all the silly crap that goes along with it, and it's just, you know, it. Uh, I don't think that TFC had anything in them this match, no matter what, but... That certainly didn't help. Okay. But to play off of that, like, yes, our three best players weren't fantastic, but a lot of the trouble in the game started off with the the defenders. Yeah, but those three are game changers on their at their best. True. And 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 none of them had I... any game changing ability in them. Yeah, they didn't have a hell of a lot to Altidore do. was at least skip mixing things up a bit. Mm. I mean, they, they see they. What was strange about the game is that it kind of felt a little bit like uh, the Colorado match, where things were happening, but nothing was happening. Like they had a lot of the they had a lot of the possession in the second half, but for about the last half hour, for last forty minutes, nothing really happened. Like absolutely nothing. They were in. They had control of the ball, but. Shots went wide. Uh, passes went out. Like nothing. So many really, giveaways. Yeah, nothing would rack up. Nothing to rack up the stats or, or or pad the stats, but also too nothing to really threaten. Like, oh shit, that was close. Whoa. Like there were in the first 55, 60 minutes of the game for for Hamid to deal with. Then they were in the last forty. It was just. It, I like I can't make heads or tails of it either. It's bizarre. I think but it was DC either. It was a, but, a good advertisement for Stephen Bader Shaw, really. Like mm-hmm. both ends of the pitch. Because <laughs> when yeah. you look at like the start of the game, DC they were going down their left wing a lot, and then you know. Bateshaw is quite good at getting forward, given the team wins and everything. And like the one Vasquez, there's some article came out. Vasquez was talking about, yeah, we just didn't do everything was going through the middle. There wasn't really much. No, this is not the first time recently they've played. Bateshaw is one of the people that have down to that, a, so, a club much um, yeah, lower I mean, than them yeah. in the table. And, you know, it's something they got to look to get over pretty quick because it's the kind of match. Okay, not DC United likely, but it's the if you're gonna finish high in the table and you get an early seed against a lower club, you know, in the first round of the playoffs, it's a kind of banana skin that can really, you know, hurt a team. So this, this, uh, not being up for an opponent who's right up against you, you know, in the, in the table is, uh, is something 
you know, I think they got to really address pretty quickly. All right. Uh, A couple more things before we leave the DC game. Nicholas Hassler, just thought we would mention, first start, finally, for the perhaps the second best player from Liechtenstein. We don't know. Uh, His his father was the best. Apparently. I'm just assuming genetics works that way. What Um, what was his father's fancy name again? Um, Oh, um... Mr. Hassler. What was it? I can't yes, walk. Right, it whatever. Mr. It was hilarious. Rainier? Rainier, yes. Yeah. That's it. Rainier Wolf Castle Hassler. Yeah, yeah. That's Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Bit of a rocky start never... to the game for him. I know. Um, but settled in to have an okay first start. Like Again, nobody covered nah. themselves with glory on this night. He wasn't standout. Oh my god, why is this Hassler kid on the field the whole time he was out there? Um, but I don't think, nor was it like, aha, this is the, this is the heir apparent to Beta Shore that we have been waiting for, at least not right away. Again, first game, so who knows what he's going to be like in the future. Even with Beta apparently almost back. Yeah, two weeks, apparently. Just good. Yeah. I'll tell you something for nothing. He's better than any dirty Luxembourgian that's ever played in the MLS. Oh my god, I'm thinking the same thing. Ooh. And Andorran. And don't you get me started about yeah. the yeah, crappy Andorans. I'm yeah. about to go there. San Marino? Yes. Yeah. Please come out of oh. there. What talent. Yeah. Vatican City had that guy. He was good. Huh. Yeah, that guy. That one guy was good. Yeah. Great. Yeah, made him Pope, great crosses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The ball kids. So <laughs> a fair amount actually was mentioned about them in the post game. You know, I, which I thought was mildly excessive. <laughs> like, yes, it was kind of funny, but there was some going to suggest, oh, you know, the ball kids interfered in the game. I was like, really? Like, this isn't CONCACAF. But my question is, did the ball kids at uh, RFK Stadium, did they get their training from, was there like a CONCACAF ball kid uh, camp? Or is this just really a new breed of cynical ball kids? <laughs> I'm not one to compare the RFK ball kids to Hitler youth. <laughs> Go on. Duncan, Duncan. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, although I do like the idea of the CONCACAF ball kids uh, camp where they're just like, you know, 12 year olds running around with bags of piss flying after them. It's pretty great. <laughs> I, think, I, I think Drew Moore should just keep shouting at them in his like harsh Sunday school Christian ways. Tough love. Uh, give us the ball. No, no swearing. Just give us the ball. Yeah. Give us the ball. Very nice. Um, Jesus I is think, watching. Now give it. Yeah. yeah. Basically, they, they, these people have obviously got some valuable lessons from uh, Jimmy Hill. Uh, sort of famously going back to like 1990, 91, something like that. Uh, back when Liverpool were really good and Blackburn weren't, and there's an FA Cup game and Blackburn were nearly beating Liverpool, and it was right there in injury time, and the the ball kid just gave the ball right to a Liverpool player, and then Liverpool scored uh, a goal right at the end of injury time, and Jimmy Hill went on national TV and kind of shat on the ball kid, saying, yeah, you, you, you were doing your job too well. You shouldn't have been throwing the ball to him. So yeah, I think that's where this all comes from. Really. Wow. 
Yeah. Look, was there a bit of game gamesmanship? Sure, whatever. But, but I'm sure it's also this is. But this isn't the first time this season that'll happen, and it probably isn't the first time this weekend that it happened. Um, you know, uh, am I cool with it? No, of course not. But I mean, if it's if this is truly an epidemic problem, uh, maybe we should consider not having underage volunteers to do such a critical task. <laughs> like, like seriously, what did you want to happen? Honestly. Yeah, we, we, we I want confident seven-year-olds. God damn it! No, yeah. the ref, referees went professional. Maybe it's time to make ball 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 people professional. <laughs> yeah, ball the BPU. Yeah, I was just gonna say ball. BPU. Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> what other sport uses child labor in such an integral part of the the match? Well, tennis. tennis. Yeah, baseball. That boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and the. They're for their own team, so. Mm-hmm. It's true. So many of them. Good point, Tony. That was the question. I, I, that was the answer I was looking for. Congrats, everyone. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're doing good work here, guys. Yeah, we really are. We're educated. It, it was an open question. I wanted you to identify the other sports that use children. Thank you. With the All-Star game finally out of the way, the league got back down to the business of, you know, playing games that matter or, you know, will matter in like two months or something. And here to tell us all about the weekend that was in MLS is Duncan Fletcher with this week's MLS wins and losses. Duncan. Thank you, Kristen. You're welcome. You can hang out on my Google anytime. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll actually start with the All-Star game. Uh, Real Madrid won in a shootout, but Atlanta fans are the real winners. They get a legitimate chip on their shoulder against the whole thing within two minutes of their first game as uh, Greg Garza got injured. Um, but anyway, moving on to what counts with uh, the weekend's action. Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas. Yeah! There we go. Fresh slow, on the, slow on the trigger. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, uh, anyway, fresh off a 4-0 defeat to Vancouver, went to Philly and lost 3-1. Uh, the first ever time they've lost to the Union. Ever. Yeah. Bastards. Uh, Max Rudy had a goal disallowed by the video review process. And here's Union boss Jim Curtin with some thoughts on the VAR process. The, uh, the poor fourth official now is nine things in his mouth and in his ears. So there's a lot to it. But the ultimate goal is to get the calls right. And it succeeded tonight. So that's what you want. Nine things in his mouth and in his ears. Ew. Magnificent. What would the nine thing equivalent of DP be? Not an MP? MP? Not OP, I think. Yeah. Anyhow, moving on. Uh, Kyle Laren played a game in Canada and managed to score a goal. Ah, 
What? Uh, I know. Wonders will never cease. Was it an goal? No, he wasn't actually. No. But uh, that goal meant he became the youngest ever player to get to 40 MLS goals. But uh, Montreal oh, came back. On a Lonely. Tuesday with a club that begins with a vowel, aren't you missing more to your weird stats? No, no, that's just a straight up youngest Holy ever shit. in history. Wow, that sounded easy. Forty goals is a pretty random marker to be going with, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, Montreal came back with two goals in the second half to win two-one. Uh, Anthony Jackson Hamill doing the super sub goal thing for the fifth time this season. Uh, Minnesota, they had their second straight 4-0 game at home. Uh, sadly, this time they were playing a competent team, and thus it was Seattle who got the 4-0 win, moving to fourth in the West. Good news for Minnesota, though, in that Adrian Heath managed to get a signing in before the window closed. You forget out oh, when it was. That's nice. I've got a little and, pen. Yeah, and it was a big signing. Get ready for this. Goalie Alex Cap who was the 68th overall draft pick in 2017 from Atlanta. So that's a different sticker. I can't. I, I have no response. That's so massive. I don't even yeah. know what to yeah. do. The transfer that shocked the world. Were <laughs> 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 you at the pub? No, Adrian's gone. We lost him. <laughs> Google technology. Ridiculous. Anyway... Um, Seattle, they also uh, picked up Lamar Nagel from D.C. for a draft pick, which isn't a bad move. Uh, moving on to Chicago, they won their ninth straight game at home, the longest streak in MLS since 2002, but longest wow. ever within a single season. Uh-huh. Yeah, impressive. Okay, uh, that's, that is. Yes. They also scored four goals for the third straight home game. Uh, thumping the tea terrorists for one, helped by yeah. three assists for Patrick Doody. Yeah. <laughs> a number three. Yes. Uh, uh, Colorado and Vancouver, they're tied 2 2. Uh, leaving Colorado still bottom of the West, and uh, Vancouver just outside the playoff spots for now. Uh, RSL and Houston, they're tied 0 0, leaving both teams with five game unbeaten streaks. RSL dominated player but couldn't break through. And Mike Pecky's emotional status this week could probably be described as confused. Uh, that was a bit ugly and boring, the way they killed the game and sat back like that. But they did what they had to do to get the point. Hats off to them. Trey, take your hat off. Take your hat off, Trey. <laughs> Trey, okay. I am happy the way that we're creating and playing right now. Or do I wish we were playing like crap and scoring three or four goals a game? It's the end of the game right now. So I haven't decided which way I prefer. Trey, hand out, hand out the papers on which way to decide. Just hand them out, Trey. I enjoy the way we're playing, but we're just not finding the net. Trey, where's the net? Did you put the net back, Trey? God damn that, Trey. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> if, we have, if we seriously consider doing another set of soccer cards, we need to get a picture of Trey. <laughs> card yes. number one. Oh, my yes. God, he's so neat to a card. Yeah. He's my league MVP. Apparently, this Trey guy is actually quite high up in the in the Salt Lake hierarchy. He's not just some flunky. He's like the like head of like communications or something. He's very uh, high up apparently, which <laughs> amuses me more. Um, Houston, meanwhile, uh, they have signed Philippe Senderos. Meh, 
The, yeah. Have I heard that name before? Used to play for Arsenal, Switzerland. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's got to be getting on 50 now, isn't he? Probably. Okay. Great yeah. signing, guys. Yeah. He, he won't wilt in the heat of Houston. Oh, no. 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 He's my favorite kingdom in Game of Thrones. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> uh, San Jose, meanwhile, they beat Columbus 2-1 to nudge ahead of Vancouver and into sixth place in the West. Uh, Columbus are also in sixth, and they've just signed Portuguese winger Pedro Santos to help out. Uh, that means they now have three DPs for the first time ever, which is nice. We're all grown up now. Uh, well, aside from, uh, that t- aside from that time when Krukat got, uh, you know, right. a little yes. lucky. Krukat's usually good for a DP. Yeah. At least three. Yes. And like nine, like some, some refs. Yes. Uh, anyway, here is Pedro Santos, who has clearly set himself up for a big, big letdown. Uno, dos, tres, Benfica, Porto. Siempre fue un sueño meu viendo aquí It's always been a dream of mine to come live over here. So when I was given the option to come live in the U.S., I didn't think about it twice. I'm happy because my family is here with me. Minha família está aqui comigo, Porto Benfica, uno, dos, tres. I like to think he was dreaming of palm trees and skyscrapers and all the hustle and bustle that foreigners associate with America. And he's signed with Columbus. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, well done, Pedro. Randy Savage, you're National Airport. Mm-hmm. True. It, it'll be an impressive start. You know, at this point, yes. he's still probably uh, you know, thinking good things, but... Give it time. He's, he's going to regret this. But once he leaves the airport, he's going to be so sad. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they had to do the press conference in the airport yeah. just so that he, he would still be all chipper and enthusiastic and uh, liking Columbus. Direct flights from an airport that has Ronaldo's face in a bus <laughs> to an airport that has Randy Savage's face in a bus. Amazing. Perfect. Uh, we move on to Sunday in Portland, and the Galaxy were in town. Uh, Jersey Jardes had a goal waved off for a sneaky handball that the radio, video reps caught. Uh, Portland went on to win 3-1 to move into fifth in the West, though tied on points with second place Houston. The Timbers set another record in this one. Oh. It's, a, it's an exciting one. They have now scored in 11 straight games, the longest streak in MLS this season. <laughs> like you're going to say, like, on a Friday or... Yeah. No, no. Side game. Only facing West by players wearing prime numbers. Like, those stats guys work so hard to make it sound important. Yes. Uh, New York, meanwhile, is still blue as the Red Bulls' winning streak came to a halt as a hat-trick from Davy Cottage beat two goals from Bradley Wright Phillips at legendary historic Yankee Stadium. Jesse Marsh really isn't happy with Baltimore Toledo. I'll say this, McMahon. I haven't talked about the ref once. Not once this time this year. I'm not making excuses. I give New York City a lot of credit, okay? But I've been on my best behavior from referee perspective this year. But this one was too much to swallow, McMahon. VAR can't correct the inability to see a game clearly and make all the little plays right. It can help with the big plays. But then we need refs to understand 
how to ref the rest of the game, Gorilla, because there's more to the game than just the moments that lead to goals. I thought the referee refed the score. All of a sudden, we started to get some calls when we went down a goal, Minnesota. But in the meantime, literally so many soft fouls going on for the McMahon, so many little things that they wind up getting an edge on. It's just a conspiracy. Truly. It really is. Uh, finally, on Sunday, the Spokes versus the AU guys. And the Spokes were all set for the win until Jacob, the answer, Peterson, scored the injury time equalizer against his old team. Uh, What's no the yeah, that's a good point. No celebrating from mm. Peterson. Uh, all around heartwarming, really. This, this was his first game since March uh, due to injury. Uh, Spokes, meanwhile, they're still unbeaten at home, but Peter Vermees couldn't give a shit about that right now. It's not bittersweet. It's freaking bitter. We lost two points tonight. We have the game in hand. We gave away a ridiculous goal at the end, and we didn't close the game out. It's simple. It's not a good feeling. Oh, he's, he's not happy. It's the emotion, it, it really comes through. I liked it when Shakespeare used to use the word freaking. Yes, yes. It was, it was in there. So elegant. In there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Othello. Oh, he couldn't stop. Yeah. Um, anyway, Vermees uh, and Tata Martino had a, a bit of an argument after the game. And uh, Tata spilled the beans just what that was about exactly. Uh, I said, Kansas City was a very good team. And he said, Atlanta was a very good team. How polite. I, I'm not entirely sure I believe him. Probably he not. He might be lying to us. <laughs> disappointing, really. Um, anyway, talks about, yeah, talking about Atlanta, they've signed Bobby Boswell from D.C., and uh, talking of signing people, all signs also point to Carlos Vela being signed by LAFC, uh, Mexican International and all that, as the transfer window creeps towards its close. Uh, anyway, that would be your MLS wins and losses for the week. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. I can see you in your little box. <laughs> So as uh, was mentioned throughout wins and losses a little bit, uh, video assist referee, week one. So a video review was uh, only used to any effect really in two games, the in the Union versus Mark Hankley's FC Dallas and LA Galaxy versus the Timbers. Pew pew. So um, yeah, in the first game as mentioned, the, you know, was the call back on uh, Rudy's goal. And the LA Galaxy game was uh, De La Garza, right? I believe so. Uh, Jardes. Yeah. Oh, Jardes, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. um, from all accounts, both calls were correct and didn't take up too much of the time. Um, again, I didn't see either game, so I can't really say I'm just going on what I read afterwards or what I saw on Twitter. 
from what little happened on the weekend, again, it's the first weekend and I feel like they're being very, like they're using it, but they're being cautious as all hell. Um, it didn't seem like any games were vastly interfered with. And mm. yeah, I don't feel like in either of the decisions or any decisions really stood out as what the hell? The one thing I will say is that I noticed or what I felt watching the TFC DCU game, uh, other than the, the crap play was I thought it was being refed really crisply. Like, I thought Chapman and the crew seemed incredibly on top of all the calls and were really very decisive uh, in their decision making. And it stood out enough to me that I was thinking they really don't want to use the replay or they're trying to, who knows, maybe this will up the level of refereeing because they don't want to use the, the VAR. I don't know. They figured out, oh, so, oh Howard's watching. So yes, they have, exactly. have to be on the best behavior now. Anyone else thoughts? Just me. I don't. I don't think it was interfered with, but I, I'm. I'm never going to be for it. I'm still totally against it, except for the goal line technology. I'll, I'll never be for it. It's just. It's too, it's too antiseptic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, VAR, you know, takes away the hand of God. The 1966 final. You know, Vinnie Jones's career. It's, you know, there's no humanity to it. It's just, I don't know, it's all the best talking points of football have been like, you know, those things where you need to argue those things and that have had a human element. I I don't know. It's, I'll never be behind it fully. Two points. One, Mm -hmm. what what the hell are you suggesting about the 1966 World Cup final? Well, no, I'm I'm saying it would have been proven correct and there would have been no... That it would have been proven, obviously, as a goal. What do you think I'm saying? Very good. Yes. Very good. I'm saying um, the, German, the Germans would have had nothing to talk about for years. True. But, no, it's what I mean. You know, these are the great moments of football that were all had to be decided by a human on the spot, and it's an element of the game. And mm-hmm. you take that away, and it just, it's, it just becomes, like I said, an antiseptic thing. Very when there's when there's nothing. What are we going to talk about afterwards? Oh, that! I don't know how we use that VAR moment. There's a snoozer. Yeah, the, the yeah. second point I had. Sorry, Mark. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, the second point there, just watching the, the LA game after the Jardes goal, basically the celebrations and everything just happened, and all the players had got back to the center circle waiting to kick off before the ref made the decision to signal, yeah, I'm going to look at this for video review. So, I mean, how, I don't know, I, I just, I don't like that side of it, really. That you know, How long can you celebrate a goal? How long do you have to wait before you can actually acknowledge, hooray, it was a goal? You know, that's that's the part of it that I don't particularly like. But, uh, I, I have a follow-up to Duncan's follow-up. Oh. If someone scored a goal, took off their shirt celebrating, got a yellow card for that, and then the goal was called back because of that. Would the yellow card then be rescinded because the goal didn't actually exist in the universe? I, I think Ooh. Eric Hasley got a second <laughs> yellow card for taking his shirt off after a goal that was disallowed for offside or something. So I think the yellow card would still stand. There you go. I believe it would still stand. Well, that's not fun. Most, yeah. 
because you're not supposed to take your shot off regardless if it's a goal happened or not. So, yes. Uh-huh. But you're talking about the non-existent um, past. We're getting into like you know Stephen Hawking shit right now. Are we? Yeah. Um, I, I'm see. I'm I'm okay with the VAR stuff so far uh, because it, for all intents and purposes, they got it done fairly quickly, fairly efficiently. I'm still going to be weary about that moment when they decide to throw a Budweiser ad, and when they throw the Budweiser ad, then it needs to fucking go. Um, because now this now that it's not about the integrity of the game, it's about milking a buck, and and as far as you know, the talking points of of human error and all that, those were shit. Like the hand of God was so shit. Yeah, but it's talked about, about though. Like like it's, it's I know, but he got, why but it, it's it talked so about because he got why away with it. Yeah, but it's a but it's a huge yeah. part of the history of the sport in like the modern history of the sport. These are things like do you want everything so, you know, like it's straight out of a, a video game, a laboratory. So everything's nice and clean cut, and you know, there's absolutely no question about what's going on. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. I guess yes. I guess it's personal opinion. Yeah, because it's because to me to me, if you're going to do something subversive in the game, you know, handball. To, you know, throw an extra person on the pitch, whatever the case may be, that because there are laws of the game, you should not get away with it. And just because you get away with it, that's not cool. That's that's against the spirit of the game. That's I mean, it's cheating for what it is, but at the same time, it's I don't feel any nostalgia for you know the hand of God because it's it's a mockery. The whole but is, thing, but isn't that what makes is the mocker? Isn't that what makes the roar of the crowd happen though? The, like the injustice if it's if you're you know if it happens against you like you know otherwise that's taken away it's like oh okay. this this fiery you know feeling and it's like oh don't worry let's just go to the video and it'll all be fixed no but i don't but that okay but like from this weekend's game even from the tfc game not everyone thought that was a red card on the talk on chris mavinga it clearly was although there are those who would argue it they didn't use the video assist referee that chapman made the decision on his own Watching that game, you know, and watching what little games I saw, I saw some games on Sunday, there was still, you know, people up in the ref's face. There was still calls from the crowd. There was still not necessarily that kind of controversy, but it wasn't like, it's not like everything has suddenly been sucked out of the game. The referees are still there. They're still making decisions. Not every decision is being, it's not being ref from on high. Well, okay, well, throw in disco on top of that, you know. Who can retroactively penalize? It's just becoming. I don't know. To me, it's just it's too much. After the thought, it, it's a it's a a game played by humans, you know, refereed by humans. It's always been that way, and it's, that's the way I like it. I was say, do you do you have are you do you have a cloud to shake your fist at right now, old man? Mm, I have a video of one. Good. Good enough. All right. Is, well, was that decision by the the Jardes woman? The whole thing, you know, about a couple of minutes, all in all, that was that in any way explained to the people in attendance at Portland, or were they just left to just give a, eh, what happened? I I don't know. I and, you know, probably not. Presumably they check Twitter and find out that way. But they all got yeah. a free donut and whiskey and beard break. Nice. Totally worth going to the game. Well, I guess we will. I don't know. 
not eagerly, but wait and see for it to happen the first time at a TFC game, right? Or, or who knows, maybe it'll happen this weekend and we'll get to witness it firsthand and see what goes on. Um, Do the dream. Again, it's, it's, I, think, I think live, I think live, and we've touched on this before, it's a crappy thing too. For the live experience. Like, yeah. you know, especially, especially the ones that like, like Duncan mentioned that are taking way too long after the fact. Like, it's such a, it's such a dulling of the senses when, you know, of like the flow of, of supporting. It's just, sure, but let's, let's wait and see it happen. No, I want to make a snap decision right now based on no well, facts. Well, you go right ahead. That is your right as an unreasonable human. That's fine. I agree. Okay, good. I say um, the next game, we all make a point of when, say, TFC score a goal, don't celebrate at all. And it's not until the ref blows the whistle and they actually kick off again that it's confirmed that it's a goal. You're missing a golden opportunity for us to sing a classic 80s tune, which is Video Killed the Radio Star. Um, like... Anytime that that, that 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 we can bring that back and make it relevant, it'll be awesome. Well, if video killed the referee, there's a bunch that are still alive right now that eh, I wouldn't miss too much. So, not quite perfect, but I see where you're going. All right. Before we get into our preview of this weekend's game against the Timbers, mm -hmm. uh, a couple things. Uh, did anyone watch Twenty One Thunder yet? Or still just me? I watched the first episode. Um, I did not watch the second one because it still conflicts with my other favorite soap opera. So I understand. Which was in Toronto yesterday and tonight as of recording. So, uh, But yeah, I did watch the first episode. Um, I, I've, Duncan, Tony, have you guys watched it at all yet? No. I caught maybe two minutes of um, yesterday's episode. At least two I think minutes. I did, because the, the bits that I saw were nothing to do with soccer and seemed to involve Cunnilingus. So I'm intrigued. Okay. Oh, right, yeah, <laughs> with the, the right show. What's his name? Mm -hmm. Snacks and his girlfriend in the car, yeah. What? He had a snack of his girlfriend in the car. Yeah. Oh, that's the guy's hey. nickname. It's Snacks. Oh. Hey, But um, yeah, is that, oh, yeah. well, that's wrong, she. Yeah, so I, I can I can honestly say after one episode, um, aside from the seemingly way over dramatic bullshit storyline of the main character, I really liked everything else. Like everything else was plausible. The introduction of new characters, signing players, the ship that goes behind the scenes that they teased. Uh, I can see why people are digging it, and I will be watching it cool. until it dries. I'll say without giving spoilers, really. Um... One, you two that aren't watching it at all, get watching. You should. Uh, no, I, I'm waiting for the real housewives of the Rochester Raging Rhinos. There. You know, just because it's Canadian television doesn't mean it's bad. I know you hate it because that's where you work, but deal with it. Um, the second episode, they start getting into uh, digging deeper into the whole match fixing thing, which is really interesting. And I really like that they are going for they're going for that they're not shying away from it as a storyline and especially as it plays out into lesser known leagues it's really are, interesting are they going to play a friendly against the bosnian white beagles yes tony that's episode three 
I do like I do like that they chose the name Thunder, a particularly crappy Montreal esque roller derby <laughs> soccer name. Well done. True. Yeah. Also, too, uh, of, the, of the clip I saw, the goalkeeper was not wearing a kit that clashed well enough with his outfield players to be uh, regulation. So, the uh, the goalkeeper kit would buy. I liked it. Yeah, but it was yeah. too close They're to the out- to too cl- too close in color to the outfield players. Though. Uh, I, I don't know what you saw, but the one I saw, the goalkeeper was wearing pink with blue trim. What do I and know? The rest of the team was wearing blue. So, uh, yeah, I, I uh, from a kit standpoint, the outfield players, eh, you know, whatever. But the goalkeeper kits, I know, they're pretty nice. nice. It's nice, fun, nice, uh, nice outfit. Good job. Uh, the other thing, just a quick mention of uh, someone who's trying to horn in on our territory. Uh, the newest podcast on the block. Ooh. Everyone's favorite journalist. Duncan's not allowed to listen. Kurt Larson is launching a podcast. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow, I believe, is the first episode. He was asking people for questions today. Um mostly about TFC and Canadian soccer and, you know, other things. And then said there will be quote-unquote controversial guests or something (gasps) like that. I know. So um, get ready, everyone. The captain of the North Korean soccer team. (laughs) So hot right now. If I could make up a Korean name, I so would have blurted out, but I couldn't. (laughs) Come on, we're good at that. I know. I just couldn't commit to it. Come on, it's Moon Sun. (laughs) Uh, anyway all right well best of luck to him yes yes i mean i'm I'm still trying to think who a controversial guest might be you know he talks to himself he said he said controversial didn't he hold on paul mariner the frecky (gasps) is just gonna bring back (gasps) jermaine defoe Uh, miguel (laughs) asabel Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Julian B. Guzman. <laughs> Some of the biggest criminal minds ever surrounded by TFC. Sulzma. Oh. Yeah. Martin Sarich. Oh, I think it's the worst. Finally, John Cobb is going to tell his story about why he quit. Yeah. Ooh. Bitchies and... one through four. Oh. But not five. Fuck no, five. Nah, five was lame. No. Yeah. that was well, that was the one. That was the one with the uh, the drug problem. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Opioids. Too much hawk dip or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Not controversial guests. Opinionated guests. Oh. Yeah. Opinionated. Okay. Oh, so. Yes, the Kurt Larson podcast, and apparently that's the name. Begins mm. this week, talking TFC Canadian soccer with some non-sport banter sprinkled in. Bants. Opinionated guests. Hashtag bants. Non-sport yeah. banter. I imagine Kurt Larson's pro-Trump, isn't he? I could see <laughs> I that. would imagine so. <laughs> I, have, I have difficulty imagining anything else when it comes to Kurt. Even if he's not in real life, he will be on that show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. On the show, yeah, that's true. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. All right. So I just thought, in case not everyone was up on our, our newest uh, I, I podcast not, competition. I have not heard that news, no. I, that news did not make it into my Twitter feed. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Duncan will be banned on SoundCloud. He won't be allowed on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll all we'll all tune into Sun TV tomorrow. So we finish off this week's show is a look ahead to the weekend's home match against the Timbers. So this Saturday, TFC returned to BMO Field to take on the owners of what I think are the best kits in MLS. Uh, the hipsters come to Toronto on the heels of their 3-1 trouncing of the Galaxy. And they have with them one of the league's top scorers, Diego Valeri. And he has scored a goal in each of their last two games. They also have Fernando Addy, who's got nine goals. Valeri has 12 so they're not exactly lacking in the goal-scoring department. So they score a lot of goals. In fact, they've scored 42 so far this year, same as TFC. But they've let in almost as many as they score. They've conceded 39. Not exactly defensive powerhouses uh, or powerhouse. The road form is okay. Nothing really to write home about. It's not spectacular, but they're also not um, horrid. So can't really take advantage of much there. You know, they're having a decent season, um, mainly on the strength, I think, of all those goals and probably some luck. So they're just uh, above the red line in the Western Conference and, you know, have won two of their last three games, uh, haven't lost in three, so not blazing form, but, you know, on a bit of an uptick, perhaps. I. Uh, I remember what I can't remember what TFC's record against the Timbers really is like. I we don't play them that often because it's a Western team. So, anyone have any fond Portland memories other than the freezing cold home opener that one time? Um, I remember that time in 2014. Yeah, we were 2-0 down, and then we came back and scored three. Of goals and late, late in the second half and one oh, yeah. amazing and you know wow all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we usually do quite well against Portland. I'm relatively confident. Excellent. It's a Our, yeah, that's a good memory to have. They're a funny team. I feel like we obviously play in the same league, but we it seems like we see them so rarely. It's like we exist on different planes. Well, I think they were one of the teams that we got caught in that loop when we were supposed to be alternating conferences home and away, where we just kept playing them away, away, away. So for three years, I think we played Portland. I don't know, because it was 2014. But it could have been before that. I don't know. There was like a loop where instead of getting a home game, there was three, maybe four of the Western teams that we didn't see for at least two years because of weird MLS scheduling. They didn't want to face Javier Martina again. That's right. Bruce. Scared. That's what they were. Those gloves were menacing, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Player to watch for this one. 
Um, I will skip the obvious. I'm going to go with Liam Ridgewell. Ooh, uh, you were talking about how Portland have been crap defensively and everything, and a big part of that is the fact that Liam Ridgewell has missed pretty much the entire season. Yep. Um, but he came back in their last game, and so he's now there, and so they may yeah, now yeah. have defensive stability. Um, so, you know, that's maybe something to be uh, looking out for. But still, you know, it's Liam Ridgewell. is not that good, so whatever. Darren uh, Maddox, because it's weird. It is. Is he still with Portland? Yes. Uh, okay, yeah. fair enough, yeah. Go for, go for uh, I'm going to also skip the obvious and go with Vitautis Andreescovis. Oh, God, I screwed up his last name. Vitautis Andreescovis. He's a Lithuanian guy. You probably nice. hadn't heard of him. Uh, yeah, he's, he's only got about uh, uh, 15 uh, appearances for them since uh, joining him last year. But uh, really, I just wanted to find a reason to say his name out loud because it's really Diego Valeri. But... Uh. Mm. I think that's yeah. a guy talking about, oh, Poland have got a good kit. Get a Poland kit. Get that guy's name on the back. Go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. That's uh, a good seven, eight, nine, 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 nine. That's a 15-letter name. They nice. they losing money on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Nice. Number five number five in your sheet, number one in your heart. Um, I will also skip the obvious and go with the second most obvious, which is Fernando Addy, uh, who – was very hot to start the season, kind of cooled off a little bit, but has been more involved of late and uh, isn't as silky a playmaker as Valeri, but scores some ridiculously nice goals from all over the pitch. So he's a little bit worrisome in my book. Yeah. All right. Vanny Tactics. I don't think there's any question that he'll throw strength lineup out there mm-hmm. no no reason to change it really go for the win but does Hassler play again or does Alsith get another go or does he do something weird and put Cooper out there or something stupid um, I could see him potentially putting Raheem Edwards out there or maybe like moving Morrow out to the right Edwards on the left but my guess would be Hassler again Reasonable. I don't see any change. Uh, the the side that it was kind of unleashed on DC United just completely misfired, and I don't know. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy to do a hair dryer treatment, but that would be a pretty good time to start one. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I think they're they're looking for redemption because they know they should have done a hell of a lot better than what they did. So, I expect to see the identical eleven. Great, I think so. Uh, just with maybe a, a strong emphasis to them to uh, completely go for it, to play hard and, and really, they need a win. This, you know, they, they can't keep stuttering, otherwise it's going to start turning into mild panic that we're in the midst of another uh, summer swoon. So I think. Uh, Pull some body out. <laughs> it's never too soon, my friends. Never too soon. Um, well, and plus, next week they're going into Chicago with and Chicago on their ridiculously annoying and apparently record-setting run of good form. So have to have to go in there with some 
momentum. You know what Sylvester right. Stallone used to say? Go for it. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was sure. I think it was the tagline for Rocky Five. Oh okay. nice. And he also used but he also used to sign autographs, say Sylvester Stallone. Go for it. What? Yeah, it's a true story. You have a Stallone autograph, I take it? I don't have one, no. It's a story I read. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. It was, it was Mike D of the Beastie Boys, actually, who has an autograph from Sylvester Stallone. So Sylvester Stallone, go for it. Right. Since Pretty we are countries. playing Portland, and many of us have played the beloved game, The Oregon Trail. Um, what's a TFC version of the Oregon Trail game? The Dufferin Bus. Explain. It's exactly the same, except you're <laughs> on the Dufferin Bus. But you eventually die of dysentery anyway. Disinterest. <laughs> so is that the what's the so what's the worst death for your Disin- game? Disinterest. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty good. <laughs> Duncan? Um, I got it's it's some kind of like TFC coaching game. Uh, you know, you, you start off you're the TFC coach. How long can you get? How long can you get? Oh, you lost, didn't you? Uh, Greg Vanny's currently doing very, very well. He's uh he's he's pretty much all the way to Oregon nearly. Hasn't lost honest. any axles or anything like that. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Marcus. So uh, I, I did. I had to do a little bit of history digging ups, and uh, aside from the obvious, which was a game called the Yukon Trail, which was actually developed ex- by the people who made the Oregon Trail, so that was shit. Um, I went with uh, GV's Quest for Tires <laughs> because BC's Quest for Tires was an old video game and it was developed in Canada. So GV would be Greg Vanny. And uh, yeah, I I, uh, I think it would be just as clunky of a game. Um, maybe as frustrating, but as memorable. But not enough to put it on a scarf to raise funds for charity. I owned uh, that on ColecoVision. I yeah, I, I had a neighbor who owned that on, on ColecoVision. Okay, awesome. That's awesome. <sighs> uh, mine was sort of similar to Tony's, except for for further out of town fans uh, coming in on the DVP. So, and because we know that that trip takes at least six months uh, and death by boredom because you haven't moved in hours and hours and hours, basically. Although along those lines uh, with Oregon Trail, you could aura go train. Huh? Huh? That's one for Mark. (laughs) Oh. (sighs) All right. Predictions. A Poland shit. That's not a prediction. That's a question. That was just a question to the universe. I presume someone would have quickly answered no, in which case my prediction is TFC will do okay. Uh, They will win 3-1. Portland's Portland's effectively a 500 club. Yeah, so... Nine wins, eight losses, seven draws. So a half-assed performance. So TFC win. I think they're going to break out. In this one, I don't know why. Maybe something big, a three-nil. Like a beard rash. Yeah. Hmm? Is this another Oregon Trail thing? You break no. out in some kind of rash? <laughs> I don't think so. 
but uh, but we are getting uh, free smallpox blankets from Continental Tires for the first ten thousand. Oh. Getting there early. I collect all the pox. I got the large pox and the medium pox, but I don't have the small ones yet. The, uh, the funnel cakes. Mil. The funnel cakes van is going to be a Can covered we get the wagon. Stars too from the casino. Yeah, uh, two nil that, to Toronto. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, two one Toronto. Right, like a little right. less optimistic, but still a win. Yay! Wins all around. Look at us, optimistic. Chris playing the Duncan card. Optimism. We have died of optimism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over again. Yes. Mm-hmm. You finished second to Seattle. Oh. Upside down horse, like an evening with Maxim Usinov. <laughs> That's birthday party in Russia. Mm. All right. Well, that is our show for this week. Uh, join us next I, week. I just hope Kurt Larson gets Maxim Usinov on as a guest. We can actually clear up this whole horse punching controversy once and for all. True. Yes. Agreed. Uh, join us next week when we look back at the Vocal Minority Cruise annual outing for my birthday. Talk about who triumphed at foot golf um, the next day. And oh yeah, we'll talk about TFC stuff at some point, I'm sure. I have been joined by the entire Vocal Minority panel, although everyone ensconced in their own homes. This is very odd. Uh, usually across the table from me, uh, on the Twitter is at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. I thought you were talking about a vocal minority cruise. That's, no offense to the foot golf, if, but that sounded better. If Mark would just win the 50-50, then yeah, we would go on a vocal minority cruise. Uh-huh. Speaking on, of, Come on, to be Mark. found on the tweet machine at Kitnerd Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. You should be thankful how little much how little cleanup you have to do this week. And think of all the hummus that didn't hit your table. Huh? I think Ooh. this is a plus. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Intriguing. On <laughs> the web, but not the entire internet. Uh, at Malarkey FC, Mr. Tony Walsh. What does this button do? No! <laughs> As for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet. I've been your host, Christian Knowles, at KZ Knowles. And until next week, Toronto. Get used to it. make suggestions to each other as we go like in the in the chat function to say hey i have a point or i'm not ready or whatever or do we want to use bbm potentially a good idea but let me show you how i type (laughs) bad idea terrible fucking idea thumbs down all right so bbm it is then all right all right (laughs) one of the reasons i asked already stampede edition Do you really need to see my face? Yes.
No, we're good. What's well, the other reason I'm here, Tony? So this could be okay. this could be a shit show, this could be hilarious, and this could be a nightmare, but we're gonna find out. We're gonna grow together. Yeah, we're gonna grow together. <laughs> this is a this is a learning experience. Now Tony. Yes. I fall back into my arms. This is called a trust exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we missed. Did, did you just right, drop Tony? <laughs> You're done, All right, me... After the game, and uh, Tata spilled the beans just what that was about exactly. Oh, my dad, I'm doing Spanish, aren't I? Ah. Okay. This, this metaphor sucks. Anyway. Move on. Sorry, Mark. I completely missed what you just said. Uh, I said, don't worry about it. This metaphor sucks. Oh, okay. Damn it. I missed a good metaphor. Uh, it's, it, was no. about, it was about Tongans. Yeah. Again? Yeah. Guys, lay off the Tongans. Yeah, it was very Pacific of us. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Could be one of those nights, folks. Um, no. The road form is, it's okay. Like, they're not one of the worst teams on the road. They're certainly not one of the best. They're just, you know, middle of the ground. So nothing really to take advantage of in that sense. Shit. Um, oh, we're back, kind of. Hello? That was quite What? Uh, we didn't think you were gone. Hi. Oh. <laughs> What's wrong? Um, every, everyone just froze on my screen for like 15 seconds, and apparently you guys couldn't hear me either, so, uh, anyway. Oh. That's not good TV. Well, that's not good. No. You, you should probably um, start again at some point. Start back from the 21 Thunder stuff. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> good night, everybody. I believe they've got, like, golf... Uh, um, dress code is in effect because it's not a public course necessarily but uh, like you can wear indoor soccer shoes or running shoes it's fine cool and uh, well, that's right. I wore a dress I last year didn't I you got a top hat and tails kind of thing you can uh, if, as long as it doesn't affect your kicking that's you can you can fancy the shit out of it as you please what about like a fuzzy zeller Nicky, knickerbockers but a dukla Prague jersey I'll, you know what? I'll give you. I'll let you start minus three. But that, <laughs> you're gonna go that fancy. You should be rewarded for fancy. I'm just saying. Like I'm not asking for you know, for for fancy dress, but goddamn, you may as well. You may as well be going for. What about a Tigres? What about Tigres jersey? But on the name, the back is Woods. <laughs> Funny. I like it. That's good. <laughs> or whatever Woods is in Spanish. Nah, I don't know. Our bowl? I don't know. So, the first weekend of the end of football as we know it. Ooh. As video review came to town. They seem to be calling it video review a lot, so I'll just skip it back. <laughs> what was that? The fuck? <laughs> Tony, what are you doing? What? I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? Put in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, I didn't even hear anything. 
Are you serious? Holy serious. shit. Well, I hope it comes out in the playback. Oh, my God. What was it? What did it sound like? Because that's a, that, you know what? That's our new bitchy blank right there. What the fuck was that? Just because I don't have video doesn't mean I made the noise. Uh, You're the only one that didn't seem surprised by the noise. What was the noise? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't hear a thing. I did put my phone it down. It sounded on, like I, an awkward slurping noise, at least through my yes, headphones. I really? Know. Oh, that wasn't me, honestly. Like, like you drop jelly on your phone and you just fucking full-on tongue the shit out of that thing to make sure you got all the jelly. Hmm. <laughs> I kind of wish it was me. Wow. Okay. No okay, video. Then. God damn it. That's right. All right. I was licking my fidget spinner. <laughs> Kristen. All right, everyone get their quote sheets up. It's that time. Oh, that was that was an abrupt ending. Okay. We ended on child labor the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's a strong ending, I think. Fuck the kids. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Stronger. Stronger ending. Whoa. Are we still we're still talking about the player from Vatican City? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. Oh, oh.